CanadianEvergreen.com is your trusted news source for all things green, offering up-to-date news and stories from Canada's booming cannabis industry. Content you can trust from Black Press Media. NFL Report with Philip Wolf and Aaron Halischuk is a Black Press Media podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the NFL Report. I'm Erin Halischuk, a journalist with Black Press Media. We are now at the pinnacle of the 2022 NFL season as Super Bowl Sunday is finally upon us. And I am joined today with Peter McCulley, podcast producer for Black Press Media, to discuss all things NFL. Welcome to the podcast, Peter. Thanks very much, Erin. After months and months of games and the season's finally coming to an end, and we even had an extra game this year, we've arrived at championship weekend. Before we get into predictions, let's take a little bit of a look at the two teams that are actually here. Last weekend, the conference championship saw the 49ers against the Eagles. San Francisco was literally down to their fourth string quarterback and even considering a running back and a receiver as quarterbacks as a possibility to bring them into the game. If Brock Purdy, their third string quarterback, was actually able to play the entire game without getting injured, do you think we would have a different team represented the NFC in the Super Bowl this weekend? Well, it certainly would have been closer on the scoreboard. I don't know Mm -hmm. if they would have won or not, but he played probably, what, a quarter and a half, and he looked pretty poised. He only got rattled a couple of times when he was sacked, but that's to be expected. And I guess Mr. Invincible, I don't know if he can still carry that title into the next season, but looking at San Francisco, I mean, they just went through a string of quarterbacks and their injuries. Where do you think he'll fit in next season? I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo will be back with the 49ers. It doesn't sound like he will be. Do you think the very last draft pick in last year's draft will actually get a chance to play again for the 49ers? Oh, I think so. I think he's going to compete for the number one job in camp. No doubt about it. That would be amazing to see. So with the 49ers, speaking of which, it seems like that team is completely all hype and no substance. They've come close (laughs) to making the Super Bowl time and again, and I think they haven't won since 1994. Do you think it's just a giant tease in San Francisco that they've got this team, this really good team? Uh, Obviously, it's looking like glass quarterbacks at this point. Uh, Do you see them making it into the Super Bowl at some point? Probably they're like a lot of teams. They just need that one or two or three extra players. If they had a couple of guys who could protect the quarterback more Mm. than they have, they wouldn't have had to be down to their four-string quarterback. Um, Yeah, I think they're just missing a few pieces here and there, just like half of the teams in the NFL. But, you know, we also talked about the fact that there's an extra game this year. Mm -hmm. And when you add in preseason and heading overseas and all the rest of it, you got more games, you're going to have more injuries. It's really come home to roost on the 49ers. That it definitely has. And I know we've talked about it previously and with Philip in past episodes about how crucial the role of quarterback really is. You can have a great team like the 49ers really do. They have a pretty solid team on both sides of the ball. But unless you have that quarterback piece, you're going to end up as they just did last weekend, which is unfortunate. It was a much closer game on the other side of the AFC between the Bengals and the Chiefs. It came down literally to a matter of three points that the Chiefs were able to get into the Super Bowl this weekend. Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, was playing on a very bad ankle with a high ankle sprain. It's been a couple of weeks since that injury. How do you think he's going to hold up in the Super Bowl? 
I don't think he'll be 100%, but I think he'll be doing all the things that he does. He's been burning it up in passing yards all season long. He hasn't thrown a lot of picks. And he's managed to still flip the ball, pass the ball, shuttle the ball, do all the things that he does on a bad ankle. So with two weeks rest, I would expect that he'll be pretty close to ready to go. Yeah, and I think if he doesn't have to move very much in the pocket, you know, if his offensive line holds up and he doesn't take too many hits, I think he should be okay as well. The other side of the story are the Philadelphia Eagles and their superstar quarterback, Jalen Hurts, who's just been killing it this year. He started in the league in 2021, didn't have a great starting season as a rookie quarterback, but has just blown out of the water since then. What are your thoughts on Jalen Hurts this year? Well, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I'm a Cowboys fan. I watched him play mm-hmm. the Cowboys twice in his uh, last year. I thought I thought he was a great quarterback. He showed all kinds of promise for down the road, and here he is. He's mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl the next year. He is a great quarterback, no doubt about it, but you don't win on quarterbacks alone. Yeah. And it's funny how well balanced these two teams are matched in the numbers. They both finished 14-3 and three in the regular season. They both clinched the number one seed in the conference. Their regular season points, they both scored 546. And they both had Andy Reid at one time or another. Yes, they did. And they have a Kelsey. They both have a Kelsey. The Chiefs had an average scoring of just over 29 points a game. And the Eagles just over 28 points a game. So I think it's going to come down to defense again. It's pretty remarkable, these two teams. Like, I think... In past years, there's always sometimes there's been questions about the teams that do actually make it into the Super Bowl. But I think honestly, I think this game will be really good. We're looking at two really strong teams, two really good quarterbacks. Hopefully Mahomes ankle will hold up and he will have a really good game because I think this has the making of a really good Super Bowl. You mentioned the points there, some really high scoring averages for their both teams for their games, 28 and 29. Do you think this will be a high or a low scoring Super Bowl? Define high. More than 30 points per team. I would think it would be like a 27 to 20. Oh, hey, that's pretty close. I actually had written down 30, 27, and I'm going to go with Kansas City. Mm -hmm. I, it's not an easy pick. I actually did have to really think about this one that much. Let's say I want Philadelphia to win. I think Kansas City will win. What about you? I would go with that. Uh, The storylines are too good for the Kansas City rivalry with Philadelphia. You have Andy Reid, who is... 14 years in Philadelphia, and now he's, what, 10 seasons with Kansas mm-hmm. City? And Nick Sirianni used to be one of his assistants, right? That's he, right. He got fired, and now yeah. he's the head coach in Philadelphia. So it's all very interesting. I think you can break it down any way you want, but if Philadelphia can't stop the air attack from Holmes, mm-hmm. and if Kansas City can't stop the run from the Eagles, yes, it could be a really high-scoring game. <laughs> The only reason why I leaned a little bit more towards Kansas City is one experience. Patrick Mahomes has been in these situations so many times, whereas Jalen Hurts, not as much. And I always think back to, I know this is bringing me back to the Seahawks and the classic Russell Wilson, but I mean, he was the champion of those two minute drills at the end of the game on the line. And I feel Mahomes is basically the same. If they were down one score with two minutes to go or less, I would pick Patrick Mahomes over Jalen Hurts at this point in their career to get that win. So I think if Kansas City's behind late in the fourth, 
I give it to Mahomes and I could see him making the most of the opportunity. So that's why I think I'm leaning a little bit more towards Kansas City. And you have to count the fact that uh, Mahomes has been there three out of the last four years as he's learning something and he's only 27 years old. He's got a chance to be at the Super Bowl a few more times in his career. And pressure and stress of these huge games, they certainly do have a lot of experience, especially going through college and things like this, but nothing compares to the Super Bowl. There's something to be said about Super Bowl experience that I don't think no matter what you do in practice or preparation can actually get you ready for that moment. Taking a quarterback who has been there before, who's been through the routine, who's been through everything leading up to that game, that experience is absolutely invaluable. The NFL is going to be presenting their annual awards shortly for MVPs and whatnot. We're recording this podcast prior to the awards. Who do you see as the offensive rookie player of the year? That's going to be a close one. So again, I had to take a step back and go check my biases at the door. I would like to see Kenneth Walker, the Seahawks running back. I think he had an amazing year. I think the one hiccup is he did get injured. He wasn't able to play a couple of games. So I think that may be a little bit to his disadvantage. So I'm going to give it to Garrett Wilson, wide receiver of the New York Jets. And I think he's probably going to take home that award. The defensive rookie player of the year. I would love to see it go to Seahawks cornerback Tariq Woolen. He was just an absolute ball hog when it came to interceptions this year. So impressive. And that is one difficult position to play. I think it will probably again, go to the New York jets who had a really good draft year. I think it's going to go to sauce Gardner and their cornerback. I think as well, he was just very flashy. It's what the NFL loves. He was a media darling and he just really sold himself in addition to his play. Of course, he was really good, but he just caught the eye of a lot of people. So my guess is going to be Sauce Gardner. How about the comeback player of the year? That's always an interesting one. Mm -hmm. This is one of my favorite awards, actually, because I think it really shows how a player can develop over the course of the season, especially as he quoted at the very first game of the year, They wrote me off, but I didn't write back. And the Seahawks quarterback, Geno Smith, was one of the best sound clips of the season. It came during week one, and it still holds up after week 18. So I'm going to give it to Geno Smith and his incredible season in the NFL. You think he's going to get a franchise tag this year? Oh, that's going to be a tight one. They know what they have. He's going to come at a cost, but they certainly do have quite a bit of room in the salary cap to play with now that they don't have Russell Wilson anymore. And I think he just proved to everyone that he is well-deserved of a long contract. I have a feeling they're going to get it done, but if not, they certainly will put on the franchise tag. And I think that comes in close to about $25 million for the season. He wouldn't be making as much as Tom Brady. Oh my gosh. Tom yeah, Brady's going to make $37.5 million next season. And 10 years after that, $375 million contract with Fox. So what did you think of that deal? Oh boy, that is more than most quarterbacks in the NFL make. I think there's only a handful if that will make that amount of money. Good for him. He's capitalizing on who he is and his brand. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that in that capacity. But when you take a step back and you look at that amount of money over the course of 10 years, for how many hours a week? I just cannot believe it. Well, we don't see the travel and behind the camera and, oh yeah, you know, how long they take to prepare for the broadcast, that kind of thing. That's true. 
there is certainly more that goes into it than what we see, but at $375 million, I just cannot believe that. Looking at his past year, which was maybe mediocre at best, and considering what he went through with his personal life as well, I just go, was this past year for him really worth it if this Fox deal was there, always waiting for him, ready to go? It just makes me shocked at his decision to continue playing. And who knows, the conspiracy theorists out there showed that he retired this year on the exact same day he retired the previous year, and then he unretired. Nothing surprises me with Tom Brady. I suppose if the money is out there, good for him for taking it. Tony Romo, six years, $18 million a season for $108 million contract. Oh but So that just gives you an idea of the stratosphere we're talking about. I think Brady will bring the same thing that Romo brings to the booth, which is mm-hmm. he sees that the teams line up. He can call the offense, call the defense. He can draw that line on the monitor as fast as you and I can see what's happening. And being a quarterback, he can interpret all that. And that's pretty invaluable in the booth. I was going to ask you, what do you think he'll be like as a commentator? Because I've seen him in interviews and on different shows and things like that. And he definitely has an engaging personality. I'm really curious to see how he's going to interact with a color commentator or somebody next to him in the booth. How engaging that will be. Do you think it'll be a bit of a learning curve for him or do you think he'll fit in pretty naturally? I haven't seen a lot of Tom Brady on television other than he's slinging a football. It's hard to comment on that. I'm sure they wouldn't have given them the contract if they hadn't sat him in a studio somewhere and said, okay, well, let's play around for half an hour and see what this looks like. But for sure, if he can bring the same thing to the booth that Romo does, which is his Mm -hmm. knowledge of reading offenses and defenses, then I think he'll be fine. I think so, yeah. And he's got seven Super Bowl rings, so. Absolutely. He could wear one on every hand and flash them occasionally to the camera just to remind people how good he is. We're talking about Brady being a commentator on Fox. And of course, Terry Bradshaw has four Super Bowl rings and he's rode that to a 30-year career. So Tom Brady could be around a long time. Absolutely. Speaking of absurd things, money being one of them, one of my favorite players, and I say that as sarcastically as I possibly can, (laughs) Aaron Rodgers this past week said that he is going to embark on a four-day darkness retreat soon after the Super Bowl to do some self-reflection in isolation, I think is exactly what he said, so that he'll be a little bit closer to a decision on where he might play next year or even if he will play next year. What do you think he's going to end up doing? Is he going to come back to Green Bay? Going to go to another team? What do you think? I don't think he'll go to another team. I think it's 50-50 on him retiring, but I don't see him as a guy who's going to go play for somebody else. Yeah, I know somebody asked him, I think, about San Francisco and whether he would consider it. He said, absolutely not. And that he sounded pretty adamant about that. You're probably right. Green Bay or bust. So I give him at least one more year. That's my prediction. Wrapping this all up and getting back to the Super Bowl, wouldn't be a Super Bowl if we didn't talk about the halftime show. Rihanna is set to perform this year. And looking back throughout the years for all of the Super Bowl halftime performances, do you have a favorite that comes to mind? I was going through the list to see who's been on the big stage and it had mm-hmm. really became a big spectacular thing in the late 90s. I remember ZZ Top being there. I remember Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine, one of my favorites of all time. Hard not to sit and listen to Christina Aguilera. It's hard to believe that she has a voice that big for a woman that small. Paul McCartney, of course, 
He's been on all the biggest stages of the world. But I think in the modern era, I think I would have to say I enjoyed the Bruno Mars show the best. Good pick. Yeah. I think it's probably the last 25 years, maybe, that I've been really paying a little bit more attention. I don't quite remember Michael Jackson performing in 93, but I did rewatch some YouTube videos of that. And Michael Jackson, hands down, any performance that he gave, I was always really impressed with. I'm not a massive Prince fan, but I do remember Prince playing in Minneapolis when they hosted the Super Bowl. So that was always a neat little hometown throwback. But to be completely honest, and this is probably showing my age a little bit, I loved last year's show because I grew up listening to Dre and Kendrick Lamar and Mary J. Blige. So that spoke to my late 90s hip hop part a little bit. We'll see how this year's show will be. And it wouldn't, again, be a Super Bowl weekend if we didn't talk about game day snacks. How are you going to be watching the game and what will you be eating? Oh, I'll just be in my living room watching it, I think. I like to get out the smoked salmon and the red pepper jelly and the cream cheese and an assortment of crackers and maybe yeah. a couple of wobbly pops. That sounds delicious. Enjoy myself. Yeah. How about well, you? I have one friend coming over purely to watch the halftime show. So we'll uh, make sure we've got some snacks for that. I think probably going to stick with some nachos. My, the weather looking at it might call for some, it looks like a rainy day, nacho day, I think. And that's always a good excuse to make them for Super Bowl. Yeah. Just watching with a couple of friends, probably at home. So try and enjoy it there as much as I can. So I think it'll be a really good game. At least I really hope it will be. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but the 2023 NFL season officially starts in March. So draft coming up at the end of April, and I'm sure we will catch up before then and give our next year predictions, looking at who might be drafted by whom and I'm looking ahead to next year. So thanks so much again, Peter. Really appreciate you joining us again. Go Cowboys. Go Seahawks. <laughs> NFL Report with Philip Wolf and Aaron Hollischuk is a Black Press Media podcast. Get fast access to breaking news by signing up now to Black Press Media's free newsletters and stay informed with all the latest news delivered directly to your inbox. You'll have access on any device so you never have to miss out again on the information you need to know.